on today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition. What brought you on board with Disney Plus? What do they need to keep you around? Was their success a flash in the pan? And when are we going to see an international rollout? First question's coming in from Ryan. It's really more of a comment, but I want to branch it out into the conversation. He says, I signed up for Disney Plus on the first day for the full year. Uh, I figured it'd be the handy thing to have around for kids because they got that huge catalog of their classic movies. I'm betting a lot of people really did the same thing. Joan, do we have a perspective on what the audience is and what the draw and appeal for Disney Plus was? Was it a lot of parents being like, oh, cheap babysitter? Or was it everybody who's Mm -hmm. just got, you know, that Star Wars got in their back pocket? It's like, oh, I got to watch The Mandalorian. What is the draw of Disney Plus when you really get down to the nitty gritty? Yeah, it's funny. That's the first question a couple people have asked me who exactly is subscribing. Disney didn't say. They didn't break out any sort of demographic information. And I'd be surprised if they do, partly because it's hard to know that stuff. And even if they knew it, I don't think they'd want to share it. But you can bet that a lot of people signed up because, I mean, that's why I signed up. I'm a parent. I've got two young kids. And I knew that it would be something that would save me a lot of money and entertain them when I let them watch TV, watch watch movies. Um, besides parents, though, there was this really big deal with Verizon, where if you're a Verizon wireless um, unlimited subscriber, or if you had some Verizon big budget, like, uh, in home, uh, internet plans, Fios. Yeah, not Fios, but, um, but if you were a Verizon customer, one of their like higher tier customers, you could get Disney plus for free. And so that surely brought in a lot of people too. In addition to, they had a bunch of promotions leading up to the launch of Disney plus, um, that would give you a price. It's priced at $7 a month right now, but even that, is a really competitive, pretty cheap price compared to other services. They found ways to cut the price down even more if you signed up like in advance. So I think a lot of it has to do with promos, parents, and then those those free deals. And then, you know, The Mandalorian was like, a, it was like a pop culture phenom for the last few months. So I'm sure that that was drew a lot. I mean, was The Mandalorian a phenom or was Baby Yoda? Yeah, I think so. Both? Yeah, I, I mean, baby, baby Yoda. Baby Yoda was a phenom. Like, Baby Yoda was a meme. But yeah. from all the stats that I've been able to see, there's not like there's Nielsen ratings for mm-hmm. streaming stuff, um, especially stuff on Disney Plus. They they aren't measuring mm-hmm. it at all. But all the indications that I saw was that Mandalorian was way more popular than anything Apple TV mm-hmm. Plus had. It was as popular um, as well. Here's a good example. There was once there was one study that I showed. It had to do with all these different signals of demand, like peer to peer sharing, mm-hmm. um, search demand, Wikipedia pings mm-hmm. to that thing's article, um, and it showed that like so. Everyone agrees that Stranger Things has like been a worldwide hit, pretty much. I I would disagree. With all that, right. But. Well, everyone who's not Alfred agrees that Stranger Things has been pretty much a. It's been a really big worldwide hit. Um, as far as television goes, um, it had been like number one on this, this, this survey's rankings for like, for like four months or Mm -hmm. five months or something. And as soon as the Mandalorian launched, it fell and the Mandalorian was number one. So there are the kid killed all those kids. (laughs) So, um, basically I do think Mandalorian was a really popular show. Um, regardless, like outside of just like people talking about baby Yoda online. I think that translated people watching the show. I was, I was at a friend's, uh, Friendsgiving thing, like around Thanksgiving. And, um, they just like, we had music playing and it was kind of a party basically. And it all cut off cause they took over the speakers and the TV to put on the Mandalorian. I'm like, what the hell are you guys like? It was really popular. 
popular. But like, who does that at a party? People that like really good popular television. But it's just like who, like you don't well, turn the TV the, on at a party. No, like, I'm, I'm with that Alfred on this one. That speaks how popular it is. I'm with Alfred on this one. If it's if the party is a viewing party, if you're getting people together to collectively watch a show together, kind of this thing, just feeds into my argument. To be social, people you don't throw out party them. etiquette. People throw up party etiquette because so they mad. love the Mandalorian I so that much. I, I mean, something to weigh in here, too, just as a lifelong Star Wars geek, this was the first real Star Wars TV show, not counting droids, not counting Ewoks, the animated series from way, way back in the day. This first real live-action Star Wars serial, so that had a lot of people's attention, whether they were Star Wars fans or not. So that that was kind of a historic move, too, yeah. and I think that counted in favor. Yeah, put the Star Wars Christmas special on Disney+, Plus, you <laughs> cowards. <laughs> I second this strongly. Uh, let's go ahead and litmus test a little bit of the audience. Uh, what is your appeal, uh, as a Disney plus subscriber? If you, if you are, obviously, um, Kashif was saying binge walking, binge watching the original X-Men series and Spider-Man animated series have been so enjoyable. That's another thing with simply the, the IPs that they own these days. It's almost impossible to avoid Disney. Um, something from your childhood belongs to them. Most likely, uh, for me, I've been going back down the Star Wars rabbit hole and revisiting Clone Wars and um, uh, Rebels, which I never got to uh, complete before. Uh, so that's been great for me. I've also been rewatching the original trilogies just for fun. Um, so I've just been in Star Wars heaven, and that's <laughs> that's me. Uh, what about you, Joan? Uh, have you gone back into like the classic Disney vault? Has that been? Uh... No. Nah, I'm not into classic Disney stuff because it's all like kind of like. So you're an iCarly. You're not fan. watching Operation Dumbo Drop. Well, like as Disney puts it, there are outdated cultural norms in a lot of those, and I don't really like watching that kind of stuff. You don't like Jim Crow yelling at them. <laughs> so, uh, but I have like gone through a lot of the Pixar library. Like watching that with my kids has been really fun. Getting to show them because those Pixar movies are really great. Um, I think, um, and I like *The Mandalorian*. I watch it every single time. Every single. Like they do the like non binge mm-hmm. release or they do it week to week. And so I watched it every time it came out. The closest I got to getting a Disney plus membership was uh, over the Simpsons. Like there, cause there's, yeah, there's Simpsons has been crazy popular. And then they ruined it. want to check. It's like trended as one of the top things yeah, but since it launched. It, w- it was just like, I'm not going to pay that for one thing that you could maybe pirate somewhere. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> stuff about piracy is illegal and we don't, yeah. we don't, uh, Charles and CNET do not endorse piracy of any media in any form. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I just wasn't going to pay for that. Um, one of my friends got into it. He bought, like, the, the package deal with, like, ESPN Plus because UFC is there now. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, there really hasn't been anything interesting for me on it um, other than The Simpsons. So, yeah, I don't know. What about when they make the Home Alone um, remake? It's going to be terrible. It's yeah, gonna be, it's going to be terrible. Come on, I know you love it. I liked the first two uh, with, like, Macaulay Culkin or Kevin McAllister. <laughs> All right, we're going to have a giveaway for our viewers. Whoever can figure out something that Alfred likes besides Smash Brothers. Ooh. I mean, I said I like The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to pay for, like, one thing. One, uh, all yeah. right. All right, whatever. Alfred uh, hates everything. What's the next question? <laughs> uh, next question is, how are how are things stacking up these days? Obviously, Netflix has not been dethroned. Disney is massive, but um, Hulu is still doing well. I'm a big fan of Hulu. Uh, we've got so many services. we got Crackle. we got Epix. We've got... Uh, YouTube uh, Premium, YouTube Red, formerly, uh, who, and Yan points out, is still only at about 20 million users. Where are things stacking up these days, uh, Joan? Where do we see things going? Yeah, well, in terms of who is leading, um, who's in the lead, 
you kind of have to divvy it up by different types of um, subscription services in the like sort of Netflixy category. Netflix is obvious. It's the biggest subscription service on the planet. Like nobody else comes near 167 million subscribers. Um, but as we saw just yesterday, Disney is really making a fast stride toward ramping up a lot too. Hulu has about the same number of subscribers as Disney Plus, which is interesting. Disney owns both Disney Plus and Hulu. And um, something, I mean, like, it's another point of comparison that Hulu's been around for 12 years and they're at about 30 million. Um, Disney Plus is around about three months and they're at about 30 million. Um, so that also kind of speaks to how popular it is. And then in terms of, like, you know, you mentioned, like, YouTube, um, Red, it doesn't actually exist anymore. Well, Neither does YouTube now. Premium anymore. So, like, some of them have already, like, gone the way of the dodo or whatever. I mean, isn't like YouTube TV now? YouTube TV is different. That's live channels. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like YouTube their original idea around original YouTube Red was like, we'll take all of our YouTube stars and we'll put them behind a paywall and give them like a lot of money and they can make big budgets. I was thinking about this this morning where like, I don't understand why these like big networks don't just put like the, the, the what's it called? The public access ones, that, not public access, but like broadcasters. broadcasters yeah. yeah. Why they don't just put their streams on their own YouTube channels for free the whole day. Like, yeah, because they make a lot of money by not doing that. Yes, like this is also true. Yeah, they're tied into the legacy bundle. Like cable made mm-hmm. programmers tons of money for a really long time because of all the reasons that people hate cable is that you feel like you pay so much money, mm-hmm. but you don't watch 7 million channels. Yeah. But the people are still getting like ESPN gets paid more than more than any other channel. Well, ESPN, which Disney owns, gets paid like more than anything else, even if like you as a subscriber don't watch it. I mean, I was talking more about like ABC and like CBS, which right. is our parent company, uh, and like fo- like they also make a ton of money off of that. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, it's called retransmission fees. So even though. Yeah. Broadcasters, they're called broadcasters because they broadcast on the airwaves. Yeah. And that means that anybody, well, most people should be able to throw up an antenna and yeah, be able to get their Yeah, that's what I do. Right, yeah. exactly. And so even, so because they were free for a long time, cable providers included them in cable services mm-hmm. like as a gimme. Like you could get this with your antenna, but we'll just include it in our guide. Yeah. We'll it. But then the broadcasters were like, wait a second, you can't like be making all this money off of people. Mm -hmm. It's different if like people are paying you every month to get our content versus people buying a antenna once and Mm -hmm. getting our content on public airwaves. That's different. You need to pay us for it. And so that was this really gigantic area of revenue for broadcasters for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't want to give that up. And so they haven't given it up until now that they kind of have. Because yeah, I've enjoyed what like Pluto TV has been doing. I mean, the ads are relentless on there. They're like, you get them like every five minutes and they're like sometimes longer than the show. But like Pluto is also owned by our parent company. Yes. Which is, which is now Viacom CBS. Right. Um, But yeah, I, I appreciated that model where like I'm not paying for it and I can just like like chime in and yeah. out on it's that. a really yeah. big it's a really popular and growing area is yeah. this, it's called avod which mm-hmm. is advertising video advertising supported video on demand versus svod which is like netflix that's subscription video on demand and it's really popular yeah. because of that reason they all have a lot of their own merits and consequences uh I, i'd say pluto emulates the traditional um watching tv model where you're sitting on the couch flipping with a remote kind of thing browsing through the menu stuff has been pre-programmed for you it's streaming they have some on-demand aspects but if you want that experience of like just couch surfing pluto's the best one still out there netflix still has some of the best originals disney's got the massive back catalog where they just own your spiritual childhood um hulu's really stepping up their game with some of their originals too I mean, and we've still got so many coming down the pipeline this year alone what we got three yeah. or four more services coming right Joe? we got well, peacock well, it's a little bit outside of this realm, but Quibi is going to be launching in Quibi, April. Quibi, yeah. 
that's the mobile only service that has like all these big names behind it. Um, and then in May, I can't remember it's late April, early May, but then we have Peacock kind of slow rolling out ahead of their big rollout in July. That's NBC's a broadcast. That's NBC's streaming service. And then we're going to have HBO Max at the end of May, which is going to be, you know, the replacement for HBO now. Um, also $15 a month, but it'll have all this other stuff included, like everything in the kitchen sink thrown in. Isn't there a lot of Warner Brothers coming into uh, HBO Max as well? Warner Brothers, yeah. Warner Brothers, oh my gosh. Warner Brothers is owned by... Time Warner, which is now Warner Media, which is owned by AT&T, which is who is launching HBO Max. So, yeah, there will be Warner Brothers movies that come in there, you know, subject to licensing stuff that's already been locked up. Um, in addition to like other um, Warner stuff that you would normally associate with that company. I thought Still DC had their own streaming service, too, because yeah. like, that's where like Teen Titans was on. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah. I yeah. have that. And I, that's what I'm wondering is if that's going to roll into HBO Max. Maybe it might. It's possible. Um, it makes sense for them to do something like that. But it would aggravate a lot of people that are that only want, you know, people that are signed up for that's a niche service. And it's a much different mentality when you sign up for a niche service than you do when you sign up for one of these like you know, buffet sort of Netflix or Disney plus or HBO max things where you get tons and tons and tons of different things like DC people like, um, that service because it serves a loyal following and that's really all they want. And they don't want to have to pay $15 a month to get that in addition to like everything else, you know, and the kitchen sink. That's kind of what Crunchyroll is. If you're into anime, which is also owned by Warner. Oh, I did not know that. Um, yeah, I I was thinking about like what service I would get if it was like, all there together and I don't think this would ever happen because it's like so widespread but it's mostly cartoons it's, <laughs> it's like if, if it had the Simpsons and then Spongebob uh, Avatar The Last Airbender and like the Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry like I'll sign up for that I'll, I would pay for that you're looking for a cart it's never gonna happen yeah yeah Sadly. Tom and Jerry huh dude Tom and Jerry is great it is great I'm just surprised because that was made like 700 years before you were born Oh no! They aired it on Cartoon Network like all the time during the day, and like boomerang. I would not be in school, and I just watched that. You mean Boomerang? Yeah, Boomerang was great. I loved Boomerang, but Still now boomerang. it's like Boomerang, like old school for Boomerang is stuff that's like that was new when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like and the '90s stuff. No, not even that. Like that would have been fine if it was like Dexter's Lab or like Ed, Ed and Eddie. I would, I would still watch that. Boomerang right now is like, from what I understand, they were they were airing like gumball or whatever that show is yeah, and yeah. and um even foster's home for imaginary friends was like on that level where it was like kind of new but i liked it but like they're sh- they're showing that as like old school stuff and like this is not tom and jerry get, get <laughs> like get out of my face <laughs> yeah there needs I, I agree i think there should they they should maintain some model for the exclusively blatantly retro stuff from decades yeah. ago not just a decade ago uh oh god you said ed ed and eddie i used to love that show that was such a good show uh, okay, before we go, uh, let's talk a little bit about the internationals uh, appeal. We talked how Hulu is going to go international. Do we have a date set for that? No, they said that it would be probably rolling out internationally in uh, 2021. So Disney said that they're going to be focusing on rolling out Disney Plus internationally. So far, Disney Plus is here in the U.S., where we are, uh, Netherlands, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. It's going to Western Europe and India in March, and then it still has to go Latin America completely. Um, it has to focus on Latin America, Eastern Europe, Asia Pacific, all these other places. And so they're focusing on Disney Plus. And then they said that probably what they would do is they would take Disney Plus into a market and then bring Hulu 
a few months later. Um, so you can expect, though, that as Disney Plus starts to roll out around the world, they'll be able to roll out Hulu pretty quickly to your markets not that long afterwards. Interesting. And while we're at it, what about Disney Plus? When are they going to be fully globally? Um, right. Exposed? Yeah, well, they've said that their full global, um, their goal to be global was is within basically the first two years of launching. Um, they've been, they were as like their subscription numbers show they have been very conservative so far uh in their expectations about how many subscribers they have that might hold true for their um guidance about when they're gonna be rolling out they might be doing it faster it might it might not take two years from launch to get everywhere but that's what they've said all right uh we are unfortunately out of time and uh, i do have some bad news we will not be streaming tomorrow folks uh sorry i got recruited uh, to help CNET stream the Chicago Auto Show all day. Uh, so there's your view behind the curtain. Uh, we will be streaming the Chicago Auto Show, not here on the Daily Charge channel, but elsewhere on CNET properties here from the studio. So if you don't get your Daily Charge fixed through the weekend, you can blame me, uh, and I do apologize for that, but it's for the greater good. Uh, keep sounding off with your favorite cartoons because I'm seeing Darkwing Duck, I see Cow and Chicken. Uh, we were talking about Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and I want to keep talking about this. You tweeted me, you tweeted us. We're going to talk cartoons and uh, maybe we'll spin that off into a, a daily charge uh, cartoon side podcast hosted by me and Alfred. And uh, here's hoping for that. Uh, until then, everybody have a great weekend. And uh, Joan, you want to go ahead and take us on out of here? I can do um, it. Oh, no, sorry. Alfred, I will Alfred do can it. do it's it. Uh, so if you subscribe uh, and ring the bell, you can join us on weekday mornings and be a part of the daily news cycle here at CNET. Uh, links to all of today's stories are in the description below. And we're also available as an audio podcast. Uh, links to subscribe to that are in the description as well. Uh, for The Daily Charge, I'm Alfred Ng. I'm Johnny Solomon. Thanks for joining us.